Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I am, as always, Jerry Brooks, your host and tour guide through the alternate universe called Joe Biden's America, also your baby-faced assassin for freedom, fighting for freedom, free speech, and any other freedom that the Constitution happens to have. And before we get into today's adventure in, well, I'm not exactly sure what you would call it, but you can always send us uh, questions and comments via our email at inblackandwrite at gmail.com, or you can check out our wonderful new website, inblackandwrite.net. We've got a whole bunch of things going on. We're adding more stuff all the time. And we're still getting ready for the Lone Star Tour to Dallas, Texas, the first week of August for CPAC, Texas. We'd love to have your help to, uh, uh, to help uh, our team get there. So, folks, before I got on air today, I spent a little time listening to actor Matthew McConaughey at the White House during the White House press briefing making remarks. He and his uh, wife were addressing the White House press corps. Now, Mr. McConaughey was born in Uvalde, Texas. That's his hometown. So I can understand having a connection uh, to the place and everything that happened has happened there and is still happening there over the past couple of weeks. Now, as much as I appreciate him sharing these stories, and some of them were just heart-wrenching, heartbreaking, horrific, and so many other adjectives I can't even begin to get into, but I had to wonder. I mean, maybe I'm just somewhat cynical, but, you know, as Rahm Emanuel said, never let a... A tragedy and a crisis go to waste. To use Matthew McConaughey and to trot him out before the White House press corps and to the nation as somehow some sort of goodwill ambassador to try to come up with some wacky legislation to try to stop gun violence, which hasn't seemed to work ever since the era of massacres and mass shootings have happened I, I have to be a little bit just I, I have to be honest I, I'm not gonna lie to you guys I mean to use a great actor like Matthew McConaughey and pulling at the heartstrings of people I mean that's essentially what he does he's a very successful actor and has had an amazing career but to use him as some sort of spokesperson because he's been meeting with Democrats and Republicans um, on Capitol Hill and I'm sure he will be doing so in Austin when he gets back to Texas and I just kind of go you know 
I just have to wonder. I was like, Mr. McConaughey, as much as I appreciate you wanting to go and back to your hometown of Uvalde and meet with the people and spend time with them and, and learn about them and learn their stories and let them share their grief and their pain, I just have to go, you know, we have had all sorts of gun laws on the books in states, individual states, and in the federal government for decades. Now, gun control laws didn't stop Columbine. There were no magical background checks or gun laws to prevent so many of the tragedies and these massacres that have taken place not only in schools, but in churches, shopping malls, soft targets of all kinds. And I just have to go, you know, stop. I mean, stop, because the things that are being suggested are either nonsensical or highly impractical. Raising the age limit to buy a gun to 21? I mean, good grief. Any 18-year-old can enlist in the armed forces. They can vote, but all of a sudden now they can't buy a gun until they're 21? That makes them old enough to drink? I said, wait a minute, we need some consistency here. It's either 18 to join the military, 18 to vote, 18 to drink, and 18 to buy a gun, or you make it all age 21. But this sort of, okay, a little bit here, and okay, but it's not okay here, it sends mixed signals, and it's highly confusing. Highly, highly confusing. So as much as, and of course, red flag laws, I mean, that's a civil liberties nightmare just waiting to be had because if you don't have any kind of due process with these red flag laws you're going to get all kinds of lawsuits and violations violation of the fourth amendment violation of the second amendment on the end who is going to be the final determiner I mean, is it some a neighbor or family member who's saying, hey, you know, this person is dangerous. I mean, and if you tell a police officer and all of a sudden they go to the home and they're taking guns away without due process, oh man, that is going to be a civil liberties nightmare and a civil rights nightmare to boot. So I don't know what they think they can do. I don't know what magic legislation or background check and to listen to all these goofy woke athletes. This is why I'm not even really into the NBA Finals. And I, and I love the Finals. But when I had to hear Golden State coach Steve Kerr shoot his big mouth off, if you'll pardon the pun, because that man has got some serious intellectual dishonesty issues, credibility issues, and full-blown hypocrisy. The same Steve Kerr, who in 2020 advocated to remove armed police 
from the city schools of Oakland is the same guy who's all ticked off now about what happened in Uvalde when you could have had armed police. So I don't know what Steve Kerr problem is. And I mean, dude, just play basketball, okay? Just play in the finals, play against the Celtics, you know, and see if you can win a championship. Otherwise, you know, wait till the season's over, then you can open your big mouth and show how much of a woke virtue signaling fraud you are. So yeah, I'm not, I mean, not that I was ever really a Golden State fan to begin with, but it gives me a little extra fuel to look at them and just go, really? I mean, sorry, Steve Kurt, not going to take you seriously, buddy. And you really can't be taken seriously. But, and I think to myself, I had uh, just recently had an interview, and you can see the interview on our Rumble page. And I spoke with Swanee County, Florida School Superintendent Ted Rausch. Great guy, and has implemented some actual common sense. Not common sense gun laws, just common sense throughout the schools in the county that I live in. And I think it's downright smart. Incredibly smart. Now, in the interview that I had with Superintendent Rausch, he has told me the things that he has implemented in Swanee County Schools that are just straight up common sense and to harden the targets harden the schools now in Swanee County schools all levels high schools uh, middle schools grade schools whatever they actually have things that make sense now one of them is having one entrance one way in one way out and yes that's it, and that works. And, and of course, Preachy Pete Buttigieg, the Transportation Secretary, moron extraordinaire, oh, that's not going to help. That's insanity. I said, no, Pete, look in the mirror and then talk about insanity. Because you, sir, cannot get the job done. You were never made for prime time. And that's why you're the Transportation Secretary. And frankly, you should spend more time trying to get our supply chain working like the, like it should be instead of basically taking your preachy, pharisaical approach to trying to deal with gun violence because part of the reason why we've got such a mess in our society today is the fact that we our moral compass is shot. Pardon the pun again. It is absolutely busted. No, no sense of propriety, no sense of morality, no sense of God or God consciousness. And frankly, uh, and, and in many cases, I'm sad to say, there are some churches who are not doing the job. We are dealing with evil. It's not so much mental illness. Yes, mental illness is a component but we're dealing at its core with evil. It's good versus evil. It's not red versus blue, Democrat versus Republican. It's just good versus evil. And we've got a lot of kids. I mean, my goodness. 
the shooter in Buffalo was 18. The shooter in Uvalde was 18. They were teenagers. And we've got teenagers committing all sorts of massacres all the way back to Columbine. No, we've got a highly disturbed, seriously messed up generation where we haven't taught them right from wrong. Because, and I think this particular Bible verse is very apropos for this. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the result is death. Straight up. No ambiguity. No, well, we just need to, no, no, just no. It's there. There's, it's straight up, it's right there in your face. Deal with it. And that's what we haven't dealt with. We haven't dealt with this stuff. Now, yeah, I'm probably in black in black and rant mode, but I'm kind of I've gotten more than a little sick and tired of a lot of this. I mean, we've got real problems, yes, yes, and gun violence and gun violence. Well, yeah, duh, that goes across the entire political spectrum. It's not the it's not the goal that's the problem. Ending gun violence is exactly the goal, and I think reasonable people on both sides can agree on that. The problem is the how. How do we get there? What do we do so that we don't have schools and other soft targets, um, you know, basically you just use them as shooting galleries? Now, again, here in Swanee County, all the schools, the teachers do volunteer. And not just teachers, but county em school employees, administrators, teachers. I mean, even the superintendent trained to uh, trained with law enforcement and works very closely with the Swanee County Sheriff's Department. So you have teachers who are armed, who are extensively trained, extensively. And that even goes for the superintendent of the school district. He did it himself. He trained with law enforcement, went through the exact same training as the employees under his charge. And yes, you don't, you're not going to, if you're going to have something like that happen, it's going to get taken care of. And it's going to take it, get taken care of really dang quick. You're not going to have to wait for law enforcement to show up because any potential shooter that tries to get in there is going to be dealt with by someone, be it a school resource officer or a teacher who has been armed, maybe even a custodian who's trained. Who knows? But if you're intending to come and do harm in schools in my county then you're going to have a problem but the question becomes uh who's going to take you out a cop a teacher a custodian an administrator who knows but you're not going it's not going to be easy and it's not supposed to be easy harden the targets i mean even churches of all sizes are now having security teams 
and many of them are armed and I've seen them all over the country churches are a huge soft target but because of what's happened with churches and some of the shootings have been there yes you even have churches who are doing it they have people and they train and they're either uh, combat veterans or law enforcement whatever and yet they're protecting churches and I mean I used to do it for a little while back when I lived in Arizona and yeah I just said no this is not gonna happen I don't want it to happen because well as the saying goes the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun it's cliche as all get out but the truth is still there these you have to confront evil when it shows up and if you're not ready to do that then all you have is a disaster looking for a place to happen and it goes to a question that I've asked from time to time and it's not a rhetorical question what is worse than a tragedy a needless one and that is the sad reality and the sad truth that we have to face with now here in America we are essentially turning out a generation of just messed up hell-bent for leather killers and that's sad it is absolutely sad I mean the isolation that we've had for the last two years because of COVID these kids having to stay at home they're isolated they're depressed they have nothing but video games to play a lot of the time and what's being put in their minds what seeds are being planted that reap a harvest like that I don't know but doggone it 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 has to be addressed it has to be addressed not just by politicians not just by mental health professionals pastors you need to do it too because you don't know what's in your youth group or what's in or who's sitting in your church views you really don't know and that's the scary part of the whole thing absolutely scary so yeah we, we need to figure this out folks I mean we, we just do and we need to be consistent we need God in this country yes we're going to have thoughts we're going to have prayers we need all of it and those who have a problem with it will get over it frankly you aren't asked and frankly you're you're not really you're part of the problem not the solution so frankly you know sit down have a Prozac and shut up I'm tired of this I'm, I'm not gonna be nice about it when you're dealing with a literally a life-and-death type of situation some folks really need to be not seen nor heard just stay out because you're not helping and now that we're in sort of this mode <coughs> excuse me of guns I mean here's another tragedy for you right here in my beautiful new home state of Florida 
down in Orlando in Orange County a um, I mean a mother a mom in Florida is faced with a manslaughter charge after a her a two-year-old toddler shoots and kills her husband who's the father of the child now the mom the mother of the child I mean it's just crazy a two-year-old with a gun shoots his daddy and the mom gets charged with manslaughter I mean oh my gosh that's just sad to me now according in in accordance with Florida law firearms owners must keep weapons securely locked and away from minors unless they have the parents permission and supervision that's under Florida law but oh my gosh now the police in Orange County a the toddlers five-year-old older sibling told them that the two-year-old shot their father and the couple's third child a five-month-old was also at home during the shooting now here's the real cherry on top of this twisted and tragic Sunday both parents were felons and they sh neither of them should have had any kind of firearm to begin with let alone around kids how the hell did they get a gun number one being felons number two what why didn't they lock it up I mean you got little kids I mean my late father was a marksman he was an expert shot but my mother did not allow him to keep firearms in the house because of my sister and I and I can understand that even though my father was highly trained and knew what he was doing but you know to keep peace in the family you know, he respected my mother's wishes but my lord I mean you this is again a needless tragedy that didn't have to happen and that this two-year-old no clue what he was doing had the gun and shot and killed his daddy now this kid's gonna need some serious help for a long long time ay now I, I gotta get off the subject here because it's gonna just jack up my blood pressure and I don't really need another heart attack but here's a little bit of something different but it's still about bullying now I brought the story I believe late last week or maybe over the weekend <clears throat> of the Biden administration imposing on schools and states that no school lunch money unless you get with the total gender identity uh, program and I'm like okay now here we go that set off Florida governor my governor Ron DeSantis and I thought uh-oh this is going to get really wacky 
I mean, <laughs> really wacky because I know Biden has got this thing with Florida. I don't know what, but fortunately, Florida is blessed enough to have a governor with brains and pretty much telling Joe Biden uh, where he can go. I mean, I'd love for you to listen to Governor DeSantis's words uh, when he presented his Freedom First budget for the state of Florida, record $110 billion. But let, I'll let Governor DeSantis speak for himself. We're prepared for what Biden throws our way. Uh, and, you know, yes, part of it's the inflation and the gas. Part of it are intentionally destructive policies, like trying to deny school lunch programs for states that don't do transgender ideology. And the schools, I mean, give me a break. Totally off his rocker to be doing that. We're fighting on that. Don't worry. So we're just prepared to be able to defend the taxpayers and the hardworking people in the state of Florida. And I couldn't be prouder for, for doing that. Yay. Yay and yay. Happy, happy. Woohoo! Another reason why I'm glad I live in Florida. The guy has got serious stones and serious steel in his spine. And he knows exactly who to take off. <laughs> I'm like, yay, thank you, Governor DeSantis. I mean, that's pretty twisted, folks, for folks who thought, oh, Joe Biden's so moral, he'll bring decency back to the presidency. Really? By threatening to cut off school lunch programs and that lunch money? That, who, who do you think is going to be the most adversely affected by it? Give up? Low-income minority kids. Black kids, Hispanic kids, you know, heck, maybe even some uh, poor white kids. I don't know. But those are going to, but definitely minorities and low-income low minorities are going to be the most adversely affected by this because CRT sucks. It is poisonous. It is straight from the pit of hell. And if you don't like what I just said, well, too bad because you really can't prove otherwise. And to do that to kids, and now we've got Governor DeSantis, once again, Florida leading the way in leadership. And now, as according to other reports, uh, the governor of South Dakota, Kristi Noem, is going to be doing similar and fighting Biden, the Biden administration on this very same topic. So, three cheers and a tiger for red states. Yay! And thank you, Governor DeSantis, for once again leading the way. And to think that there are going to be people who think that somehow they can, they're going to take out DeSantis this year. <laughs> Good luck with that. I don't know how much he's going to win uh, in November, but it's going to be a darn, <laughs> it's going to be a darn good race. And I can't wait for election night when I'm at the victory party. That's going to be fun. Well, anyway, my friends, as the clock on the wall is signaling the end of the day, I just want to say thanks once again to everybody. 
Again, if you want to send us an email in blackandwrite at gmail.com or in blackandwrite.net or also check out any of our social media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, and Getter and Rumble. So, have yourself a great day. Now, tonight, uh, I might be doing maybe a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live because we it is primary day in seven states, including California. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because there are some recall elections that are going on uh, for the district attorneys of San Francisco and Los Angeles. So that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, I'm not really holding out a whole lot of hope considering it's California, but hey, they got rid of three very wackadoodle school board members in San Francisco. So, my friends, miracles are possible and they do happen. So take care, everybody. Have yourself a great Tuesday. I look forward to talking to you all tomorrow. And remember, patriots come in all colors.